We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. If you have 50 minutes to get everything done, you cannot control the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is likened to three symbols, water, oil, and fire. And those three things are uncontrollable elements. And when the Holy Spirit comes into a church, you can't control it. You can't say we're out of here in 50 minutes. We're out of here by 12 o'clock no matter what. We can't do that. I thank God that we are in a church that will allow the moving of the Holy Spirit. That will allow him to have control. I grew up in church. I'm, I'm 58 years old. So I've been in church 58 years and 9 months. My dad was a pastor. I grew up. We did not have children's church. We did not have youth ministry. In our churches. And so when I grew up. I had to sit on the pew like everybody else. For hours. Because the Holy Spirit was uncontrollable. Uh, we sat there Sunday morning. Can, can you imagine? Sunday night also. And then we went even crazier on Wednesday night. And we wouldn't get out of church on Wednesday night until 10, 11, 12 o'clock on a Wednesday night. Because the Holy Spirit was empowering people to live life. People had to have God. And I want us to be in that place in our lives where we, we have to have God. We're desperate for Him. We, we've got to have an outflow of the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 5, verses 17 through 21, and it says this. For if, by the trespass of one man, death reigned through that one man, it's talking about Adam, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all the people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man the many will be made righteous. The law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, here I love this part, grace increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When I was young, I learned by watching the adults. Today we have youth in the service. They're watching the adults. How do they worship? Are they desiring God? Are they desperate for God? I remember in our youth ministry, it was, the most exciting thing that happened to us was we got to church early on a Sunday night. Just so we can participate in sword drills. How many know what a sword drill is? You take a Bible, put hands on either side of it. And when they say the, the, the book, chapter, and verse, you try to find it as fast. That was our exciting youth ministry. But I tell you what, we knew the books of the Bible. We knew where they were. We knew the word of God. And God was hiding it in our hearts. And today we're living in a society that we have all of our Bibles on our phones, so we don't have to worry about where it's at. Let's go straight to it. We don't have to worry about knowing the Word today because we have so many other avenues. But I believe as a pastor that this is a time in our church 
For we are about to be empowered by the move of the Holy Spirit like never before in this church and in this city. Why? We need the Holy Spirit. In a day and age where he's being taken out of churches, I believe it's time for an infusion of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to get ready for God to move in your life. You may go, well, Pastor, uh, I don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Well, good. I'm going to talk to you today. You may go, I know all there is. Wonderful. You need a refresher course. Because we need to get back to where the church started. And it started with an anointing and an empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I want to start at the very beginning. We, we had five, 400 years to where there was no voice of God. And then God comes on the scene and starts talking. But he starts talking about the lineage. Wasn't that exciting? You know Matthew, Mark, Luke, Lynch. The first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are called the Gospels. Gospel means good news. These four books give us the life of Christ. If you're reading those books in a lot of versions, it has words in red. The words in red are the most important words because they are the words of Jesus Christ. So when you see those words in red, really pay attention. So we had Matthew authored a book, Mark, Luke, and John. Now Luke was a physician. He authored two books. He authored the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Jesus, while he was here, he gathered around him 12 disciples. Disciples. That word means, in the root of it, discipline. For three and a half years, he brought these men's lives under discipline. Today, people are always saying to me, Hey, Pastor, I just want to live how I want to live. Well, then you're not a disciple. Because a disciple lives a disciplined life led by Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so we don't get to live how we want to live. We live how the Word tells us how to live. And we bring our bodies, our minds, everything we have, our emotions, our will, under subjection to the Holy Spirit. Not my will, but thine be done. So it is no longer I who live, Paul wrote it, but it is Christ who lives in me. So when I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, the old man of me dies. It's dead. It's gone. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. And I get filled with the Holy Spirit at salvation. But I'm talking about an additional work called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the Greek it's called the baptizo. It's a different work. It's not an infilling. It's a baptism. It's a baptism of the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's why as a pastor sometimes I get loud. Jeremiah said it's like a fire shut up in my bones. Sometimes I get so excited about truth. Truth excites me. I get excited about it. And that fire and that energy of the Holy Spirit just gets wound up inside of me. And it has to just kind of explode sometimes. But we are to be disciplined. When Jesus found the woman, I preached about it last week a little bit. He said, go and sin no more. When we receive Christ, that is our, that is our commandment. That is our charge. Now, do we all sin and fall short after salvation? I have. I've fallen short. I've had thank God for grace. That's why I'm here today, mercy and grace. But my goal, my, my driving passion 
is to get closer to God, to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit, to be empowered, to have power over my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, so that I please God and be empowered to live a disciplined life. And so we find in John chapter 14, 19 through 20, here's what Jesus said. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. So Jesus said, things are about to change. You won't see me anymore, but you're knowing that I'm alive, because I'm going to be alive in you. I live in my Father, my Father lives in me, and I will live in you. Luke chapter 4, verse 17 through 19. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And that's what our proclamation is today. Today I have nothing but good news. The gospel. I am here to be proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Isn't that what the church is supposed to be doing? Yes. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I am going to the Father. I will be interceding for you. To get to the Father, you've got to go through Jesus. There's no other door. This is why we pray today in the name of Jesus. The name carries so much power and weight and authority with the Father. If you have authority by your name, I would use your name to get something. If my name carries weight and authority, you would say, hey, I know Dwayne Bardwell. And they go, oh, you know him? Well, then let me help you out here. You see, I've had people through the years give me a little bit greater access to things because of who I know when I go to the Father, I go, wait a minute, I know Jesus Christ. He goes, oh, you know Jesus? Come on in. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, you're a friend. You're, 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 come on, you're part of the body. You're my son, my daughter. We get greater access when we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he said, if I'm going to go, I will send the Holy Spirit. You are to wait until you are empowered. Until you are filled with dynamic power. Why? Because you have to have it to live victorious in this life. You have to. If you don't, well, I'll show you what happens in just a minute. Jesus said, I'm giving you what I have. Now, you'll notice that they were filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And they all spoke with other tongues and the Spirit of God gave them utterance. There are several other occasions, three other occasions in Acts where this happened. They were filled, and then you'll notice a transition. They are now transitioning from disciples because Luke <coughs> writes about the Acts of the Apostles. Not the Acts of the Disciples, but the Acts of the Apostles. Why? They've had three and a half years of Jesus disciplining their life, showing them how to live and how to have faith. And now they are empowered. Now they have an apostolic ministry. God is changing their levels of ministry because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. If you want to get, a, if you want to get an elevation in your, in your recognition with God, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he'll go, wait a minute, you're no longer in this area. You're now in this area of ministry. 
Look at this. Acts chapter 19, verse 1. Paul, in Ephesus, writes this. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus, and there he found some disciples. The word is spreading. The Holy Spirit is spreading. Paul spent three and a half years in Asia studying and getting his heart right. Because we all know that, that Paul started out as Saul the persecutor, right? He was persecuting the church. And when Jesus spoke to him, he said, you are persecuting me. When Saul was persecuting the church, he was persecuting Jesus. I've always told people, be careful messing with the bride. Don't mess with the bride of Christ. Because when you're messing with the bride, you're messing with Jesus. When people are messing with you, hey, they're messing with Jesus. When they're messing with me, they're messing with Jesus. You better be careful. Because there's a whole lot more than what your eye sees, right? So then he had a conversion. He, he was met by Jesus. And now he becomes Paul the preacher. So he goes from Saul the persecutor to Paul the preacher. Because now he's in field. Three and a half years of studying in Asia. And now he's ready for ministry. Yeah. Paul was persecuting the church. But now he's preaching. Paul studied in Asia. Acts 19 verse 2 says this. And asked them. Remember those disciples? He asked them this, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And I believe this is a, an answer to a big generation today. They said, no. We've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people today in church that have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Most churches today are not aware of the Holy Spirit. It is one of the two distinctives of the assemblies of God. We are a Holy Spirit filled church. We were birthed in a revival. We were birthed with the Holy Spirit. We were birthed with a fire and a passion. And that's what, pe what drew people to our churches in the beginning was the fire of God. The Methodists, when their denomination started out, they were called the shouting Methodists. Because they shouted it. Were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Quakers. The reason why they were called Quakers. Because under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They would quake and shake under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You see every denomination starts out in this fire. In this anointing. And the passion and the excitement is there. But what happens when the third and fourth generation hits that mark? They fizzle out. They become too organized. They have buildings they have to pay for. They must have people coming to church. So we cannot offend anybody. Listen, I'm a firm believer that if we allow God to be God in our churches, every chair in this place is going to be full. Every place in this parking lot will be filled up because God is moving again. We need a revival in our churches where the fire and the passion of God is out of control. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 9, 3 through 10 says this. Paul asked them, what baptism did you receive? Well, John's baptism. Well, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, he told the people, to believe in the one coming after him. That is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, 
the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. I mean, I want that in my life and your life. Because it empowers us to live. That word prophesy is very important. They were filled and began to prophesy. A lot of people think, well, that's a prophetic ministry. No, this means to set forth matters. They began to prophesy. In other words, they began to dictate their own lives again. They were in charge of their lives. They were in charge of every part of their life. Today we have people whose lives are dictating them. Listen, we've got to get to the place where we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We are in charge again and we dictate our lives. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. I will spend time reading the Word. I will spend time in prayer. I will go to the church. I will give my gift of offerings to the Lord. I will shout. I will praise. I will pray. I will do all those things. Why? Because I set these matters in order. I'm in charge. I'm in charge of my home. We need the Holy Spirit to do that, don't we? To be in charge of our homes. Our marriages. I want the Holy Spirit to help me to be in charge of your kids, your finances, your job, your social life. Every area of your life. You need to prophesy to set forth the matter to be in charge. People go, well, I don't have time to pray. You're not in charge. I don't have time to read the word. You're not in charge. Who's in charge? Well, maybe the TV's in charge. Maybe your social life is in charge. Maybe Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat's in charge. Maybe someone else is in charge. And they're telling you, you're not going to do this or that. We need today to be filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesy in our life, I will set my life in order. I will set matters forth as they should be set forth according to the Word of God. Acts 19.11 God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. I believe the church needs extraordinary miracles again. And he uses common people. Paul was a common person. If you study about Paul, he was nothing to look at. Nothing to look at. If you study Paul, he, he wasn't a dynamic preacher. He wasn't. And they say, Pastor, how do you know? Because he was preaching one night, and a little boy was in a window, and he was so long and so bored that the boy fell asleep, fell out of the window, and he died. It's in the Bible. I've never had that happen, thank the Lord. But I've had a lot of people go to sleep, but they didn't die. I've had some people fall out of chairs, but they didn't die. But Paul had enough of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that when the little boy fell out of the window and died, he went downstairs to wait just a minute. He laid hands on him and brought him back to life. That's Paul, Paul was a bad dude. He was a bad dude. His sweat was anointed. They took handkerchiefs and placed them on people and they were healed. His shadow fell on people and they were healed. It wasn't because of Paul. Because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And God was so filling in his life. And Paul sought after nothing but I want more of God. Acts 19.13 Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches, I command you to come out. 
They didn't know Jesus. They just knew Paul. They heard Paul use the name of Jesus. You see, you just can't do what somebody else does because you see them do it. You've got to know Jesus. You've got to know Jesus. Look at verse 15. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, Paul I know about. Who are you? Question of the day. Does hell know you? Does hell know your name? Does hell know when you wake up every morning? Does hell know when your feet hit the floor? Does hell know when you begin to get the Word of God out and begin to read the Word of God and the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit begins to come upon you and you begin to have faith that exceeds reality? Does, does hell know when you begin to pray, when you begin to sing, when you begin to worship, is all hell on notice? Watch out. They're awake. Watch out. They just got together on Sunday morning. It's time for the church to worship again in power. Watch out. The preacher just got behind the pulpit. He's about to preach the word. Watch out. I want hell to know my name today. I want hell to know your name today. Why? Because you're filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. I want hell to know about us. I want hell to have on the top of his list. PCA Church, dangerous. Acts 19, 16 through 20. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. So it's about power. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear in the name of the Lord Jesus. Think about it. was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. You want to have a time where God gets people into conviction? Have a move of the Holy Spirit. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Think about it. 50,000 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for 30. The power of God overcoming these people who are practicing sorceries and witchcraft and they're burning all their manuals and they're giving their lives to God. What a revival. The name of the Lord was being evaluated and elevated. Why? Because in His name, there's power. In His name, things change. In His name. Paul was not much to look at, look at, but you put a pen in his hand and watch out. You see, not everybody's empowered to do everything. Paul wasn't that great of a charismatic preacher, but you get him to write him. Man, he wrote what God breathed, inspired him to write. In Isaiah, the Bible tells us that Jesus wasn't much to look at either. Most people wouldn't look at him twice. The Bible is full of people that no one would look at twice. That everybody underestimated and yet when they were empowered with the Holy Spirit. You got a little boy whose father wouldn't even call him in from the field for an anointing. 
And somehow he takes some little stones and a sling and does damage. Those stones and sling in my hand would do nothing. But in the hands of an anointed man brought down the enemy. God uses all kinds of normal in the Bible. People you don't take a second chance look at. I'm nothing to look at. I'm just a poor white kid from Mississippi. When I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, that which is little becomes much. That which people underestimate all of a sudden begins to have power and authority. And you are that way. Have you ever heard somebody sing and it's just a song? You ever heard somebody pray and it's just a prayer? Somebody preach and it's just words? I was at a revival several years ago. And, and in the middle of this revival, they just asked this lady to come up and pray. She was not anyone to have a name or anything. They just invited her to come up and pray over the offering. And when she started to pray, something's different. Something is about to happen. I was not even in the same building as her. I was in another building about a quarter of a mile away. I was watching on a video screen. But when she started to pray, simultaneously in multiple locations, the Holy Spirit just hit. And people fell. The, the Bible says the Holy Spirit has a weight to it. And people just started falling to their knees. And, and I stood in a row of chairs and I grabbed hold to the front of the chair in front of me. And my hands were just shaking. Under the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And for three and a half hours. I just stood there. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Just, in, just God just blessed me. Wave. You can feel wave after wave after wave. And nobody left. Nobody was looking at the watches. Nobody was doing Why? Because the Holy Spirit was putting things in order. Burning up things that should be burned up. Setting on fire people that need to be empowered and emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit. I've heard people sing under the anointing and boy, it's not just a song. Powerful. I've heard people preach under the anointing and every word is so powerful and God is just piercing it right into my heart. Oh, I want it, I need it, I need it, I want it. Something different. He's here today to empower us. He came to empty us of sin and fill us with the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill us to overflowing where there's no more room for anything else. And He does not allow dual occupancy. He's jealous for us. I've been praying over and over and over again. God, let us be the people. God, let us be the church. Lord, let Ponca City be the city. Where the uncommon becomes common again. 
For people praying, but it's not just words. It's powerful, Holy Spirit anointed prayer that gets through the very pits of hell. Where people sing, and it's not just music and words and a melody, but it's an anointed worship to God. Where the preacher preaches and the people respond and the power of God falls on us. And we become just just melted in His presence. That we become surrendered in every area of our lives and we begin to prophesy and begin to let the matters get put into order. I want hell to know your name. I want hell to know you. I want hell to get on alert when you wake up every morning. I want us to be empowered. By the Holy Spirit. You may say, well, Pastor, is it for today? I've had so many people ask me this question. It is for today. It's for this generation. And Luke wrote, and every generation that follows. It never stops till Jesus comes. But the church cannot control the Holy Spirit. He's like water. On the day of Pentecost, he was like fire. He's like oil. And you have to let him do what he wants to do. Would you stand with me this morning? Empowered by the Holy Spirit. like the wind. You can't see it. You can't contain it. But it has evidence of where it is. Today I want us to take a moment and to begin the process of fresh and anew of being empowered. And I believe the first step of every process, and it goes with me every time, the first step, the first thing I do when I want to get closer and closer to God, the first thing that I have to do is say, God, if there's anything in my life, if there's anything in my life that is not set in the right order, if there's something in my life that is still overpowering me, I want to set it in order. Whether it's my mind, what I'm thinking about, my anger, my jealousy, my strife, whatever it may be. Whether it's my body, whether it's lust or addictions, whatever it may be. God, I want to get close to you. I want to be a vessel that you can empower. Because you told them, do not leave. So you have been endued with power from on high. Dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, the ushers are going to receive the offering on the way out. So they're going to stand at the doors and shake you down before you get out of here. <laughs> but I want God to shake us down before we get there. 
Maybe some of you need to have put your finances in order. Your finances are telling you where they're going. I, I have to go here and do here. And go, Wait a minute. First thing, the first thing my finances are going to do is they're going to God. Because it's His money, not mine. Get it in order. But if there's something in your heart, today is the day. Because I believe from this day forward in this season, God is going to pour out His power in His place. And I want everybody to be ready. Today's the day to get ready. So I want to invite everybody to the front for just a moment. I, I want you to come, everybody in the whole church. If you're a guest, please come. If you say, uh, just, just please participate for just a minute. It won't take long. We're coming as a church. We're, we're representing one body of Christ. And like I said, if you're a guest with us today, I hope and pray you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. You feel God in this house. That when we were singing, we weren't just singing. We felt something. When I was preaching, you felt the Holy Spirit nudge your heart. I want hell to know your name. If you have one thing you remember out of this message today, that's what I want you to remember. I want hell to know your name. I want hell to know you, who you are in Christ. So today we're going to give you a chance right here. I'm going to do it with you. To just pray and say, God, I want to get my house in order. I want to get my heart ready. I want to get ready to be empowered by the Holy Spirit like never before in my life. I want there to be an emptying of my soul of all sin in my life. And a filling of my heart with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You're here today and there's anything in your life you need to confess to him. He said, confess your sins and I will be faithful and just and I will forgive you of all your sins. Wash you like sin. There's no dual occupancy, church. He is a God who wants everything. So would you just lift your hands with me right now? You say it in your own words because I can't say it for you. But I just want you to give God permission. Give God reign and rule in your life today. God, have your way right now. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.